Hey folks, it's your pal Mike Shea from SlyFlourish.com and Twitter.com slash SlyFlourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Sundays in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. This show, like the rest of the Sly Flourish Empire, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish at Patreon.com slash Sly Flourish. If you like this show and you like the stuff I write on my website and other things that are, that are happening here, uh, you can help support Sly Flourish by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish at patreon.com slash Sly Flourish. You'll get a monthly newsletter in which I go through all of the various things that we've created here at Sly Flourish. We, the royal we. And uh, you'll also get access to an adventure that is only available to patron, uh, patrons of Sly Flourish called Regnum Rattus, the Rats in the Cellar. It is a one to five introductory adventure for D&D in which the characters... Uh, meet with an old friend who owns an inn to find out why uh, the rats beneath his cellar have gone crazy. And there's reasons, nasty, nasty reasons. Uh, let's see. So, yes, we are talking about my Eberron game. Hey, my mom is here and Evil John is here. Yay. Uh, so I have been running an Eberron campaign. Uh, this is going to be, I believe, session nine. I've been running this campaign for two groups, my Sunday group, which we're talking about today, and my Wednesday group. Uh, I have also been running an Avernus game about once every other week and have started running a short weekly one-on-one D&D game with my wife, which has been awesome. Uh, it's a lot of D&D, though. I got to say, I was just thinking about it a little bit ago. I'm like, you know, four games a week is a lot. Like, I'm, that's a lot of pre- creative pressure on top of, like, writing other things and everything else. Uh, what else? So we uh, also, my, we, we've had an announcement. Uh, the announcement is the next book in the, uh, well, not exactly the next book in the Sly Flush Empire because it is a partnership. So I am working on a, a, a partnership project with my friends uh, Scott Fitzgerald Gray and James Intercasso. Uh, this is, our partnership is going to result in a book called Fantastic Lairs. Uh, if you go to fantasticlairs.com, Let's open that image in a new one. You can get a nice big view of that image. There you go. That's the cover of the new book. Uh, this is going to be a book of somewhere between, between 10 and 20 layers, boss layers, boss battles uh, that you can drop into your own campaign uh, wherever they happen to fit. They will be covering very likely all of the levels of play, probably more in tier two and tier three, the levels five to 15-ish category than they will at the first. We have about three, I think three or four adventure, three or four layers that are cover first to fourth level. And then uh, a few more, about six or seven that are in tier two and another like six or seven that are in tier three and then another about three or four in tier four. Uh, we are starting off with 10, the, the lower 10, and then stretch goals for the Kickstarter will result in the additional 10, hopefully. So, and I'm, I'm hoping we'll get there. We're pretty confident we're going to get there. So the Kickstarter is going to launch June 1st. So we have about two weeks before we're going to launch the Kickstarter. Uh, if you wish to uh, ask questions about it, if you have thoughts, if you, so two things, uh, if you want to know more and you want to be alerted. Uh, to when it is coming out and when the Kickstarter is released. There is, uh, you can go to fantasticlayers.com and there's a subscribe for news updates. There's another piece of artwork in that cool. Put your email address in there. You will get emailed when the Kickstarter goes live. Uh, you can also follow it on Kickstarter. No, you can't follow it on Kickstarter. You can follow me, Sly Flourish, on Kickstarter and you'll learn about it there. Uh, we also have a uh, Discord channel. Uh, the Discord channel is, uh, does this work? I don't know if this is going to work. Continue to Discord cancel see if this goes to the web-based discord connecting serve video yes this goes to the sly flourish uh uh uh, channel server and there's a fantastic layers talk server uh hey look there's evil john uh so you can come in here and so far james Indicasso and myself have been answering questions about fantastic layers so if you have any questions about it you're curious about what it's got there's a little fact i think if you go to the pin messages yeah, there's a fact of like all the different things that it's going to have. Uh, and we, uh, there's people asking really great questions about it. So if you want to find out more about the book, you can find out about it there. So that is Fantastic Lair. So let's talk about, so I'll, I'll certainly be talking about that more on the show. Uh, I would probably do some other videos. I think Scott and James and I are going to be on a whole bunch of different podcasts and video casts and things like that talking about this book. So 
if you are curious about it, you will certainly see lots of information. Uh, the Falcon says, ooh, I need this. Good, that's our goal, is to make things you need. Uh, DM'd my first boss battle recently. It was so disappointing how non-epic it felt. Yes, so that's tricky. We have lots of little dirty tricks uh, in this book to help boss battles feel good, which doesn't just mean hard or challenging. It means making it feel fun and epic and interesting. So uh, when the Kickstarter comes out on June 1st, uh, we will have a sample, and the sample are going to include two boss battles. One is the first level boss battle, in which the characters face off against uh, uh, unseely uh, cockatrices, or probably one unseely cockatrice, and a bunch of little cockatrice babies. And uh, that's for level one. And then the level five is a half dragon who is running a giant draconic uh, war machine. So those are going to be cool. And they have full color art and full color maps. And a beautiful design and uh, all the, all the, everything, everything you need. And we're going to play test the hell of it. So it's going to be really solid at the end. So that's Fantastic Layers. Um, let's see. Going back, let's talk about my Eberron game. So in the last session, they ended the session with, uh, in a, or they began the session by fighting the final necromancer of the Emerald Claw inside the ruined temple of Balinor. They defeated him. Uh, he, you know, upon his death, gave a few clues to the fact that they have been looking for uh, Chi. Um, Chi is one of the characters and that Chi is apparently like the heir of something important and that the Emerald Claw has been interested in this. Uh, the characters then returned to they, they finished that off. They returned to um, their uh, um, what's the name of the bar? the name of their, their, their headquarters. Uh, I should know this. First of all, let me jump over to the notes. Whoops. Notes. Uh, their bar, Cafe Obscura. So they went back to the Cafe Obscura, uh, which is their bar that they own, that the Finders Guild, it's sort of a front for the Finders Guild, but it's a good, it's their place. So they went back there and decided, okay, what are we going to look at next? And they, they, they had, they knew they had some options about where to go next. And then they also had a bit of downtime. So I kind of said like, okay, you know, you, they decided we need to go down to the cogs and talk to Cavella. Cavella is the head of the Dask, this monstrous criminal organization who uh, came to them and said, hey, I've got things that are going to be useful to you. I've got information that's useful for you. Come on down and meet me in the cogs. And my my agent will give you um, my agent will give you information that'll be useful to you. So they did, and or they're going to. And then they had a I, I you know I wasn't ready for them. This is like you know I'm like man I don't know what the hell's in cogs like I don't know what's in any of these places. I'm making up as I go. This is one where I probably didn't look over the horizon enough and quite have enough prepared to be able to 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 go um, to to work. So um, I wanted to. So I, I, I kind of fudged the rest of that game. It was like an hour and a half left or about an hour, hour and a half left of that session after the big battle and getting back and everything. And so I said, well, is there anything you guys would like to do? And I remember uh, last session I had created some sort of downtime activities and I had some general downtime, meet with criminal contacts, hunt for the Emerald Claw, investigate Morgrave University, investigate the Dask. Uh, and then, you know, and then I had these, um, that's actually in the wrong place, investigate Lido Skull. And then I said, what if I put in some like recommendations for potential character downtime? So it's like Chi investigating the Decahedron. And actually, that's not what she did. She went and visited the grave of his father, her father. Um, Shift went and met her maker. Uh, Saber investigated the Four Winds monks at the Towering Wood in Elden Re- uh, at the of the Towering Wood. Um, Shane uh, went on a book signing and he did something else and it didn't work out for him. Uh, Oh, he wanted to become a member uh, of the Orem. He wants to be an Orem guy. Uh, Zarentir met his father and stole the keys to the golden... Uh, There's a ship. Uh, Oh, man. I better remember this. Secret is in here. Let us go. One of these was that um, Goldbright um, stole the keys to the Goldbright. 
um, and Banner went to uh, investigate and became ended up becoming a uh, uh, an acolyte uh, of the becoming God. Give me a drink. Thirsty work. So, um, yeah, so this downtime, this character-focused downtime worked really well. And I had I got feedback from the players that this was really fun. They felt like they learned a lot. They felt like they got a lot of paths. It really moved their characters forward. So I definitely uh, – I had this experience when um, – I had this experience what – that? what's that craziness going on back there? What's going on back there? Um. Uh, I had this experience when I ran a Shadow of the Demon Lord game, and we began each session by – each session was its own adventure that ended. And then we usually had about three days of downtime between sessions, and the players knew that they had uh, – that they were going to come to the table with things that they had done during that downtime. And they, oh, they felt like they got – like it made the story progress a lot. And they really enjoyed it. It was a it was a good time for them. And I got the same experience here. So I think customizing options for downtime for the characters really helps. Like giving them some things that are tied to the story, but also very specifically tied to their character uh, matters a lot. And it worked really well in this scene. Like they they learned a lot. So like Chi, for example, learned that her father's grade had been robbed. Um, uh, uh, by the Emerald Claw, and that they're still in the city of that in the dead. I can't type with a damn. Uh, Shift met her maker. Um, and found out that her life came from necromatic magic. Uh, Saber uh, investigated the uh, became a monk of the four winds. What are you doing over there? Um, Shane Husk uh, started to try to become a member of the Orem. He didn't succeed. Uh, turns out getting into the Orem is hard. Um, but there's room for a quest. Uh, Zarentir met his father and stole the keys to the, the gold bright. So he now has the keys to an airship. Um, for character notes, is this the first place you're writing this down? This is the first place that I'm I wrote the downtime scenes that I, that I was going to recommend. And now I'm just jotting down, which really should go up in the, in the notes, in the character notes, uh, and banner, this will kind of count as reviewing the characters, right? What happened in the downtime, uh, and banner became an accolade of the, of the becoming God. So yeah, these notes are probably better up in here and i don't know if i yeah so i i, I did write down learned that yeah, the emerald claw broke into her father's grave and took his bones um juliet uh, uh shift learned that her heart is a kyber crystal powered by uh, necromatic magic of the karnath um saber uh has a uh we don't need it the forum elemental symbol belongs to the order of the four winds, a group of shifter monks from, and it's the name the, the Eldine reaches. Uh, Shane Husk uh, is trying to become a member of the Orem and banner uh, is now a member of a, uh, a group following the, following the becoming God and Zarentir uh, stole dad's keys to the gold bright airship. So, we have good um, for character. This is the first place. Yeah. So uh, we have, you know, good, solid character connections and things that can really lead into future adventures. Right. Like stealing the gold bright, you know, could be one of their one of their jobs. Um, I think like we're going to go from sort of hunting down MacGuffins to like major events occurring. I think the major events are going to start occurring like the Emerald Claw is doing stuff now. Right. The Emerald Claw already stole cheese father's bones. And she has like a major key. He need she needs to find out how to open that dodecahedron in order to uh, find out what's inside. And I believe what's inside are is a is a crystal that can um, 
that can show her where the Eberron shard is going or where, yeah, where Claw Rift is. It's the, it's the location of Claw Spire. I say Claw Rift, Claw Spire. Um, so, uh, after all of their downtime, they said, okay, next time we are heading to the cogs. And, um, so that is where, oh, my discord is going. I gotta kill that. Discord is, uh, quit discord beeping at me. Um, so, uh, one of the thoughts I had, so the, the, today's whole thing is going down into, uh, in, into the, the cogs, into a cog hub in order to meet, uh, Cavella. And I've, I have some parts, uh, of it are kind of set. And then other parts, I, I'm probably going to just dump these downtime scenes because they are all now wired into the adventure notes. Um, and uh so meet cavella in the uh, of the dask in the cogs uh and there was yeah most of them voted for that so that's what they're doing today i know that that's where they're headed that's always nice it's always nice to like have them make a choice between sessions and that way the next session you know exactly where they're going um so i'm not sure exactly what the strong start is going to be but uh and and i have an idea for a strong start uh let's go over here to my eberron um uh, is this the whole Sharn? No, this is the beginning of the book. Let's go to table contents and there's Sharn and there's a whole like events in Sharn, right? And it's sort of all the, the major parties, all the major events that take place. Um, where is it? Uh, holidays, right? And one of these was, um, they release a beast down in the, I think it's down in the cogs. Um, and it sort of hunts people and people hunt it. Yeah, the hunt, right? In honor of Sovereign, a fierce beast is brought to the city and released on this day in an isolated section of Old Sharn. Uh, anyone can participate in the hunt, making a donation of five gold pieces. The hunter or group that brings the beast down wins a purse of 500 gold pieces and the blessing of Balinor. Um, so uh, what is, uh, what's going on? Why would Why would they do that? Who's typing bang discord? I don't know what that's up about. Um, is my mic still working? Okay. Everybody good. We're all good here. Everything looks good. So, um, I like the idea that it is the day of the hunt, right? And, um, a, a, a beast or multiple beasts have been released into, uh, old Sharn, which is where, the cog hub is that they're headed. They're going to be going through this area today. And, uh, um, so I think they are at the, uh, cafe obscura and they will have received a note. Uh, so they receive a note that, um, it has to be today, uh, Cavella. So they know that they have to meet today. Why is my Discord still beeping? I thought I killed my Discord. Oh, you know why? It's in my, uh, I have it open in browser window. Bang. Goodbye, Discord. So, um, uh, so they release a beast and we have to ch choose a beast. Um, so why don't we, which beast or beasts are they going to release? Let's go over here to the lazy dm workbook this is the companion piece to return to the lazy dungeon master lots of charts including monsters uh dungeon monsters do, do, do. fantasy names random traps random monuments random items more random items town events random monsters this is an old school uh, random monster table that where you have dungeon levels and depending on the dungeon level, you roll a D20 and then it tells you which one of the tables to roll on. But we are going to, so the characters are fourth level, um, dungeon-ish level four. That means if we go to monster table four, um, that's CR two to three. But let's go up a little bit more and we might check the four, five and five, six. Let's take a look at the Gorgon. Can they defeat a Gorgon? Because that would be a pretty badass. Uh, oh, I can't type. Uh, Gorgons are pretty awesome. 
And it's a, is a Gorgon a construct? No, it's a monstrosity. 114 hit points, challenge rating 5. It gores for 18 damage. It hooves for 16 damage. It has a petrifying breath uh, where they're restrained, and if they fail twice, they are petrified until freed by the greater restoration spell or other magic. So um, this could be... This would be, let's see, trampling. If the Gorgon moves at least 20 feet straight towards a creature and then hits it with a gore attack on the same turn, the target must succeed on a DC strength saving throw be knocked prone. If the target is prone, the Gorgon can make one attack with its hooves against, a, against it as a bonus action. Um, yeah, so maybe the PCs have to talk to a Dask Medusa to get someone unpetrified. Can a, can a Medusa unpetrify somebody? Somebody says DC 13 is easy. It might be, but it's a cone. So it's hitting a lot of people. That could be bad. So I think, but you know, Gorgons are fun. AC 19. Ha. Oh, that is hard. Can, can a, I mean, a group of level fours should be able to it. And a Gorgon, let's read the lore about the Gorgon. A uh, few candidates, Gorgon, his body is covered in iron plates and nostrils fumed with green vapor. Gorgon's iron plates uh, range from steely black, gleaming silver, natural armor. No way hinders this movement. Uh, oils of body lubricant. Monsters when it spots a potential prey. So it's a hunter. Um, if it uh, smashes a petrified prey to rubble and uses strong teeth to grind this stone to powder. Oh, that's awful. So it could really kill people. And it's found in forests and grasslands and hills. That's weird. Um, what? How is it? Is it smart? It's not smart int is two it's very healthy it's very strong its wisdom isn't bad so it's probably not a terrible hunter but boy is it not bright uh it doesn't speak so uh i think the idea that they have released a gorgon is pretty awesome um um And uh, as part of the parade, um, people, the, a bull is charging people through the street, a, fake, uh, a, a guy wearing a bull suit. And he sprays them with flour and they go, right? So fun little parade and and gives a good impression of what's going on down there. Um, no, it, yeah, it's going to be called the hunt, right? And I think like, the Gorgon might be one monster. So what are some other? So let's go down to our monsters here. This is, I'm excited now. I was like, I was nervous and now I'm excited. So look at that. Look at me with my good work here. Random assortment of nasty monsters. That's called game prep, boys and girls. Nasty assortment of random monsters. Very useful. Gorgon. So uh, it is the night of the hunt, uh, and you can kind of steal some bits from uh, uh, Bloodborne, the game Bloodborne. You can do a night of the hunt where they're hunting all kinds of things. So that's that one. What are some other interesting critters here? Um, we could have Minotaur skeletons. Um, kind of running around. That might be kind of neat. Maybe good creatures. Um, Were rats uh, that are kind of running, like the, the were rats don't like. Well, so what other creatures might they have released into the um, uh, uh, what other creatures might they release as part of their great hunt? Um, monstrous thing, dire rats. I think the diorats are pretty native to the cogs already. Uh, these guys, I think these are all too powerful. These monster CR four fives. Um, hellhounds. They already fought a hellhound. That's kind of boring. Um, there are ogres certainly down there. Uh, the ogres work for ogres that work for the Dask. That certainly makes sense. 
Um, what are some relatively large, natural, unnatural, unthinking beasts that the um, that the city people would r- let run around in their dungeon uh, as part of a contest? Um, again, giant spiders, dire wolves wouldn't be so bad. Kind of boring. Uh, let's just see if there's any uh, cockatrices. They're not bad going on with their um, death dogs. Yeah, death dogs are good. Where were those? Are those on this list? I like I like me some death dogs. Um, that's probably pretty good. So these are uh, monsters of the hunt, right? And we have gorgons, and we have or a gorgon. We have death dogs. We have cockatrices. Um, those aren't bad. Um, I don't think actual so minotaur skeleton. I think we're going to save minotaur skeletons, and then natives uh, are were rats, ogres of the dask, um, hobgoblins, goblins. These are sort of the servants of the Dask and other people. And they're like, um, yeah, it's Eberron. You could have a dinosaur. That's not that's not so terrible. Um, I think that's probably pretty good, right? I guess like whatever. You, you could have dire wolves. Um, Eh, what the hell? Dire wolves, death dogs. The death dogs are pretty great on their own. I don't. I think like death dogs as, as hunters are, are pretty are pretty good. Um, so I think we've got enough monsters in there. Uh, and then Cavellas. She's an oni. Spoilers. Uh, she has two Medusa bodyguards. A man and a woman. Um, any other? Probably some ogres. Her her muscle, right? Uh, and that's probably pretty good. Um, that's pretty good for monsters, I think. Uh, so I've got a strong start. Uh, bull painted silver to try to rig the contest. That's not, that's kind of funny. Like Ferdinand, right? There's this bull and it's painted silver and it kind of looks at them and they're like, that's the bull. And it's just like, you know, eating some fungus growing on the walls and looking at them. And then like, bang, one of them gets hit by the actual Gorgon. Like, oh my God. That's, I kind of dig that. We may have that. So I think we're going to fill out the scenes a bit today. Scenes and locations might be filled out. Um, so we have the parade of the hunt. Um, Ferdinand the Freak Gorgon. That's pretty great. That's a great idea, Snark Knight. Um, uh, and the meeting, meeting with Cavella. Um, so, uh, and then secrets and clues, uh, I guess something we'll do today. Okay. So let's, what are the steps? I've been jumping all around. So let me go through the steps here real quick. I've already gone through the characters. So I step one, who are the characters? I've gone through the characters. We talked about their backstory. They got a lot of cool things going on in here. A lot of things to pull on and tug on. Um, which I which I really dig, and because this is a homebrew adventure, it really behooves me to tailor the adventures around the characters. Um, so, um, uh, so I think that the that members of uh, members of the Four Winds Monastery uh, drag. Um, Shift, not shift, saber into the parade. 
And his job is to, they put the bullhead on him and they make him run around in the crowd and he has to throw flour, throw flour on people. So that way he's actually part of the parade. Um, it behooves you to have a silver Gorgon bull on your adventure. Yes, most certainly. And I certainly will. So he gets dragged into the parade, which I think would be, which would be pretty great. Um, and then, uh, they, you know, they meet, um, and I think I had a name for it. Cavella's, it was Cavella's, um, Triss, right? Triss says, uh, so Triss, um, behooves oh it behooves you to have a silver gorgon yes it does good for you evil john um so uh i have my i'm sorry i reviewed the characters i have my strong start strong start solid i feel good about it you know this is gonna be fun um and then we go into possible scenes and really it's you have the parade uh thing goes right there and then they you know down into into the cogs, right? And to the cog hub. And that is really old Sharn. And um, is it is old Sharn? So there's this, uh, if we look in the thing, if we look in the book, uh, can you not see my notes? Nobody told me that they'd see my notes. The whole time I'm on the wrong page. Um, there we go, back to the notes. So uh, let's go back over here and we're going to go to Sharn. And there was a, there's a Dungeons of Sharn section worth reading. And it talks about old Sharn. Foundation is an old set of built atop goblin ruins, right? Um, so part of the locations, um, old city was destroyed by dark magic. Portals remain sealed today. Um no one knows exactly what lurks in Old Sharn, but isn't Old Sharn where the Dask hang out? Or that's Kyber's Gate, right? Uh, so beyond the cogs lies Kyber's Gate. So the cog hub is sort of on the edge of Kyber's Gate, right? So we have sort of three locations that are worth mentioning. Let's jump down to fantastic locations real quick, right? And we have Kyber's Gate um, below the cogs. Uh, run by the Dask. Former Goblin Ruins. Um, Kyber's Gate is part of the ruins of a goblin city that was abandoned thousands of years ago. No one knows how uh, how deep it is. Monsters inhabitants of the district have no love for treasure hunters and adventurers. This is all good. This is a great. We're going to steal this and we're going to stick it right into my secrets and clues. Whoops. Um... Uh, if you're seeing the seeking the leaders group, this is where you find them in Kyber's Gate. Many of the inhabitants of the gate are goblins and immigrants from Drawn, but it's also a home of fugitive, war criminals, and other savory types. That's Kyber's Gate. Then, uh, and then we have Old Sharn. Um, so. Uh, And is that Goblin Ruins as well? Yeah, Goblin Ruins. Um, and uh, Vile Power still lingers in these ruins. Uh, uh, Evil John feels shame as a minor action. So um, that's another location. But then we have the Cog Hub. Uh, borders, Kyber's Gate, the Cogs, and Old Sharn. Uh, meeting place of Cavella and the Dask. Uh, part 
of the great hunt of the hunt. So, yeah, so that, so we've got kind of the big, the big pieces of it, right? And that all sits, so they, they have to go down to Lower Dura to get there. And there's already sort of a bunch of people that are heading down into Lower Dura. And then they go down into uh, the, the Cog Hub. Um, you know, they find like the passageway that leads to the Cog Hub. Uh, but, but that location is part of where this hunt is taking place. Um, so that's good. Um, so I got my scenes, right? And, again, and that's really, the whole point is to meet with Cavella. So that's where we're headed. So I know I'm jumping around all the places. This is a weird one. Uh, let's look at former secrets and clues and see if any of them still apply. Uh, Lord Crash, uh, Emerald Cult leader in Sharn is operating the city of the dead. We already know that. I, that was revealed to the characters last week. Multiple groups seek the power of the morning, includes Emerald Claw. I think that's probably still good. Power of the morning requires three things. A power source, like a huge Eberron crystal, location of Claw Spire, and a laboratory in the Mornland. Um, dispel it. Um, location of Claw Spire. Claw Spire is built over a Kyber Rift somewhere in Sire. Yeah, these are good. They're probably not the today's secrets. Um, members of the house can have to do with Claw Rift. Uh, where Claw Rift. I keep calling it Claw Rift or Claw Spire. That's not good. Uh, it's called Claw Spire. Um, Leto Skull seeks an artifact um, to point the way to Claw Spire. So this, yeah, so... Um, uh, eyes of the daughters are upon you, especially those uh, who cannot see. Ah, so uh, secrets and clues. Cavella wears an eye of the daughters. Um, she is loyal to them. She is loyal to the daughters of Sorakel, who are the leaders of Droam. Um, one of the leaders, one of the, the daughters is blind, but a seer. Um, Cavella. So uh, Lido Skal, also a member of the Dask. He's Cavella's brother. Lido Skal has gone his own way. Um, the daughters are worried he is threatening their leadership. This may or may not be true. Um, what else? Leto Skull wants a weapon of terrible power. Um... He needs an Eberron. He needs the Eberron shard from Zendrick. He needs the magic to harness the power. Uh, and he needs the location of Clawspar. Um... He already has the crystal. He may be working to get the book. Uh, what other secrets? So most of these are like, what can the Dask? Most of these are going to be secrets of the Dask and secrets about Leto Skull. Um, Leto Skull, bankrolled by uh, the, the daughters. Leto has become a gold-ringed member of the Aurum. He then broke contact with them. Uh, the Knolls um, were sent. The, the Knolls kind of acted on their own. The Knolls acted on their own um, when they attacked uh, Lido's villa. All they were supposed to do was recover 
Um, uh, he broke contact with the with the Dask. Um, the Nulls acted on their own. They attacked Lita'sville. All they were supposed to do was recover um, Simon. Uh, the attack was unwarranted. Knowles, right? Um, uh, what other secrets exist? Um, that they would discover. I've got lots of secrets of, that are sort of the opposite side, but I don't think these are things they can discover right now. And that is that this, the daughters are also working on a weapon, right? And they have a kyber crystal that's the, the, like the sibling of the Eberron crystal that they are going to use. So even if they stop Leto's skull, they, the, the daughters will, will have one as well. Maybe. Um, so this is that like three angles in, right? Ebron, uh, 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 Emerald Claw is going for it, but the best they can do is make a dirty bomb. Um, Leto Skull can get it and put himself as a as a member of great power, um, maybe over the Droam, maybe as a new elected leader of the Droam, maybe as his own nation, who knows? And then the daughters are doing one and their goal is to make the, the, the nation of the Droam that basically have to rewrite the treaty of Thronehold so that Droam is its own empire. And by the way, you know, cause we can cause another morning, right? It's, this is nuclear, this is nuclear deterrent kind of stuff, right? The idea is that all of these groups are like, if I can have a weapon that can do the morning, I can negotiate anything I want. So they're, they're, they're escalating the cold war. Um, the Emerald Claw are like a terrorist group. They actually just want to use it, right? They want to blow up Sharn and then animate it in Undead and build a new empire for themselves inside Sharn. So, but they'll probably get stopped earlier. I think. I think that. Um, uh, so we can't do this. So um, the EC is trying to capture the crystal. And use it to destroy Sharn. Um, there. Are... They're operating out of the City of the Dead in a tomb of House Kanath. Uh, an old tomb of House Kanath. Um, Sarkai says uh, House Kenneth is planning to assassinate whoever kills the Gorgon the symbol of their house maybe it was House Kenneth who brought the Gorgon right they're like they're on the Gorgon side right like that Gorgon's gonna kick everyone's ass right and so we have the Gorgon so I kind of dig out maybe House Kenneth actually brought the Gorgon as their like representative right they're like and we want it to win Um, so I think that if you're in the mind of Cavella, right, Cavella's goal is to work the party on her side. And she says, like, she's got two rivals, the Emerald Claw, who's just causing problems. Like, they're just dicks. So she's like, look, I'll tell you where he is. Like, Lord, I know where Lord Crash is, and I'll tell you where he is, and you can go get him. And by the way, I know he robbed your father's tomb, and I, and I, I think I know why. Um. And then, so you can go destroy uh, the Emerald Claw. And, um, which helps them, right? And then her thought is like, and also we want to stop Leto's skull. And this is what Leto's trying to do. So why don't you go get that book? Why don't you bring that, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to stop this, you can go find the magic that is, um, uh, Lido Cavella wants the book of Cole, sir, uh, and the daughters, right? Everyone wants that book. 
Everyone wants that book. That's an important thing. Uh, we're going to move this Kyber's Gate one up to the top, right? Because that's like good, good lore about the location. So those are 10 secrets. We'll, we'll stick with those for now. That's probably pretty good. And I have 15 minutes left, and I need to uh, hammer out some fantastic locations. So uh, location-wise, uh, I have a map. Where's the map? The cogs. And uh, here is the map that I'm going to use today. Uh, I expect this to go a couple of sessions. I'm hoping this lasts a couple of sessions. But in order for it to do so, uh, I need to make sure this is that traveling through here is interesting enough. Um, you know that they uh, uh, traveling through here is interesting enough that they kind of learn things and have fun, and they make choices and stuff like that. So I need. Um, I think they're probably going to come in through the southeast, right, into this land, into this area. And this is sort of an abandoned the, – the cog hub is sort of an abandoned section of the cogs, and it sits, you know, above Old Sharn, above – you know, adjacent to Kyber's Gate, and is, and is kind of an old section of the cogs, right, called the hub. The, the, the desk call it the hub. Um and when they go down to the cogs, like everybody's like we're hanging out, like monsters are running through the cogs, you know. So we're all holing up, and that they might run into other hunters and stuff like that that are kind of like looking for, you know, looking for it. And like it's all a show, anyway, right? Um, but I need a bunch of things that are kind of interesting to run into down here, you know, a bunch of like probably 10 it couldn't hurt to have sort of 10 we're going to we're going to go with locations so um we're going to jump down to my fantastic locations here right and we're going to say locations of the cog hub and a location here the template for this needs to be uh the 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 purpose of the room right uh, a, a, we'll go with just like one fantastic feature and like the encounter, you know, like what might they encounter there? Um, so maybe we'll split these up. So the encounters that they could run into here could be rival hunters, uh, the Gorgon, Ferdinand, uh, were rats, death dogs, Goblins, hobgoblins, uh, dask, ogres. Uh, let's see. That is, that would be 10. Um, uh, what other monsters that I have? Gorgon Death, oh, cockatrices. Yeah, cockatrices. Um, man, so somebody says cultists. I know, right? I love me some cultists. And my, my wife is like, man, I'm so tired of cultists. And I'm like, well, I love them. Like cultists are everywhere. So no, no cultists this week. Uh, Gorgon death on cockatrices, were rats, goblins, hobgoblins, uh, ogres of the desk. And then, um, these, these are Cavellas. So those, so let's do like another, what would be, um, lost, uh, cog workers. Lost cog workers, right? Civilians to save. Uh, rooms. Um, we could have uh, massive pistons. Uh, we could have... Uh, so what are like the types of rooms? I'd love to have 10 of these. And boy, I wish they would hammer out as much as... Um, um, uh, let's see. So we could have goblin empire remnants uh, or goblin ruins, right? Um, we could have uh, dead warforged 
That'd be really grim, right? Like a bunch of dead Warforged that's, that worked in the cogs and then broke down and they just threw them in a big pile. Um, that would be, that's dark and awful. Um, deep shafts to the, uh, to Kyber's Gate. To Old Charn, right? Um, how many of these do I have? I've got four. I need six more. Three, four, five, six. Um, fire event. Could be one of them. Big flames come roaring up. Uh, what other kind of stuff would you find in an abandoned section of the cogs? Um, I showed a huge Warforge head before. Uh... We could have um, mechanical spiders. Um, uh, let's see. What have I got? Five. So I need five more interesting locations. These would be like a chamber or room that you would find in the cogs and in the, in the abandoned section of the cogs adjacent to uh, Kyber's gate. Um, you know, you brought it up, Kyber cultist. I can't help myself. Dead, here we go, dead Kyber cultists. Uh, petrified hunters. Um, if you had a huge Warforged head before, maybe some other piece, like a giant Warforged hand. Yeah, huge Warforged hand. That's not bad. Um, oh, what else? Uh, oh, so here's, I want to, I want to show a new thing. I, I made a thing and we're going to use it and I think it's cool. Uh, so I made, and I'm, I linked to this in the show notes, I have a list. I'm going to paste this in the notes here so you guys can click it yourself and open it up because it's really small on the screen. You can't read it. Uh, this is a D100 list of the factions of Eberron. Uh, so it's all, I went through the Eberron book and I looked for pretty much like any proper noun for any organization or group or whatever. And I made a D 100 list. And the goal was that you could roll anytime you needed to like flavor something. Maybe it's an encounter. Maybe it's a room. Maybe it's a weapon or an item or a coin or whatever, you know, monuments, you know how I love me some monuments. Let me get my my dice out here can't reach um so whenever you need like inspiration you grab a d100 i grab my d100s right here and i'm gonna roll and i'm like i need some inspiration and the key here is um they're, they're not all gonna make sense so you need to like throw some of them out but you can try so we have 61 so we go over here and 61 is more holds, loose confederation dwarven clan. So you could have like dwarves of the more, maybe like a, um, a, like a shrine or an altar. Um, um, yeah. Uh, it's the Emerald Claw again, says Jack for Dawkins. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's the, the goal here. So let's, let's, we'll, let's, let's do a few. Right. Actually, I have a cheat, uh, which is this is available. Uh, and we will jump here and we'll go to Discord. I yesterday I was bored and uh, I I have a bot, a Sly Flourish Discord bot in my channel. Hey, everybody in my Discord channel. We're going to go to bot test down here. Oh, we'll go into the Lazy DM Clinic. Cause you, yeah. And we type bang EF for Eberron factions, not bang. And we get three. Talentra Plains, Spiritual Plains of Halflings and Dinosaurs, Sulatar Drow, uh, Shifters, Wirtrush, Margul, Infamous Bugbear, Raiders of the Sea Martins, the Fury. So we could have an Altar of the Fury, right? Um, so 
So maybe in one of these rooms is like a uh, an altar of the fury. So you, if you do this, you get three. And uh, King's Dark Lanterns. Could there be a spy from King's or, or the Aurum? Um, King's Dark Lantern. Ambushed by uh, one of those other groups. Let's roll a d10. Uh, and I got a seven. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, by hobgoblins. Uh, that might be a fun encounter, right? And I think the member of the King's Dark Fury might be, or King's Dark Lantern could be somebody that they met in, um, I really should have made these a random list, right? God, what am I doing? Oops, I have 11. So now I need 12. I need one more. Um, I need one more like encounter with a monster that you might run into down in the cogs, right? Um, who else would be hanging out down there? Uh, oh, Emerald Claw jackasses, right? Spies and undead. Ooh, I like my Emerald Claw Ghoul Spy. Emerald Claw Ghoul Spies. Uh, then likewise, I have 10. And uh, normally I do not recommend making a random list. And I don't even know that I will choose these to be random lists. Um, but I could, for example, kind of roll these up and say roll a d10 and a d12. Uh, so in a, uh, in a room full of dead mechanical spiders, uh, what number is that? That five. Um, they run into some death dogs, right, that are just in the process of finishing off a bunch of mechanical spiders that have been down here. So that can kind of be a fun, you know, every time they go into a room, um, they go there. I have one other tr problem, though. So that's good. So I've got my encounters. I've got monsters, um, you know, that are listed here. I've sort of shook things up, obviously, from the from you know fantastic locations and monsters so i can actually take these uh you know uh take the cog hub encounters and stick that down under monsters um which i already sort of had right and then i got my locations man this thing is going nutty so i'm gonna close that um and so i've got my locations you know Uh, what did I say? Petrified. Where I had, I had spiders in here. Didn't I? Or did I look at the same thing twice? Um, oh, I put this in the wrong place. What the hell did I do? I'm confused. Did I, I need another location. I've got my, but I like my, um, uh, King's Dark Lantern ambushed by hobgoblins. Oh, that's a location. Sure. All right. Whatever. Dying. And he could be the, the King's Dark Lantern agent could be attacked by any monster. So they were set. Um, so there's one one problem that I've got here, one trick, and I don't, I'm not even sure where to stick it in my notes here. Um, but like, how do the characters know to find Cavella? Is it like, you know, wander these halls. They need to look for something, right? They're, like look for a symbol. Um, so I need a, like I need a way for them to know how to navigate these corridors. Like, do they just wander around in here until they find it? Like how did, what, what directions can the agents of the DAS give the characters to find this, the, you know, find out where they are in here? Uh, 
And it could be like, just go down to this area and look around and you'll find it, right? And they could just sort of explore this area. And I will eventually just drop in the meeting. They'll eventually meet Cavella. So this is like, the dirty trick is, um, and this is a, a key that, so so um, uh, Monty Cook talks about this in their adventure designs called Explorer's Keys. This is for Numenera, but, and I wrote an article about this. Um, but the idea is that you have, you know, a key to the adventure and the key can move around. So in one sense, the key is uh, the Gorgon, right? Eventually they're going to face that Gorgon. That's going to be fun. And then eventually they're going to run into Cavella and her people. But I get to decide where they show up. I can, I can leave it blank where they find her and then eventually have her show up. So I could say, she says, go down into this area and you know, wander around and eventually, you know, you'll find me like, you you know, what are they looking for? Right. And that's the hard part is like, well, they're looking for this location. Then it's like, explore the location and eventually we'll meet up, you know, we'll meet up down there, but it's a big place. So you're going to have to do a little bit of wandering around. Right. And, and the trick is like, she's like, yeah, I kind of want to see how these people do anyway. Like these are really the right people for this job. So I think we're going to go with that, but that might end up being a disaster because it's like, well, should we go left or right? You know, like, why would we pick one or the other? We don't know where we're going. Like we're lost in these, you know, these tunnels and we're just wandering around aimlessly. The alternative would be that there's like a symbol that kind of shows them where to go. And if they sort of, you know, roll on the symbol, the, 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 you know, the, the glyph, the three nails, you know, they can, they can kind of find it. Um, and maybe occasionally they'll find the three nails. So I guess I can use that if I want to sort of give them some general direction. It's like one of the paths is sort of the path that she is giving them, but that's really random, right? Like I'm rolling it randomly, but it makes them feel like they've, they've got a path and a purpose. So, um, you know, I think that that, I don't know. I don't know how that plays. Like on one side, you build a dungeon and the dungeon's set a certain way. And then on this time, I'm actually moving around things that are, you know, like where is Cavella, right? Where does she want them to meet? And I could pick like, if you look at that room north of the big circle, north and east of the big circle, uh, let me, let me, you know, zoom in here. Uh, there's like a little bar, right? And it's got little beds and everything like that. And this could be sort of a safe house. Uh, let me get a better zoom in, right? Um, that maybe this is the safe house where she wants to meet, but they have to get there, right? And so she could say, like, the safe house is in the northwestern section of this area, right? And look for the doors. Look for the door that has the, the you know, this on it. And she drops, like, the three nails in the symbol, the three nails in the eye, right? Which shows, like, the the three daughters of the, um, the three daughters of the drum. And they have to find their way there. And then they sit in their meeting. So maybe I'll do that. I think this room here, that's going to be how to get there. And they'll have to find what they're looking for are, you know, they can get there through many different passages. Um, and occasionally if they get lost, but they're headed in roughly the right direction, I can guide them by saying, you find another one of these things lying about. Um, and then they get into trouble. So that, that could be, um, that could be a way to do it. So I think I'm going to do it that way. Anyway, I have a nice map. Uh, I have good solid set of monsters. I got a strong start. I got a bunch of secrets and clues. I am as ready as I ever am for any D and D game. I will say the kind of final thoughts that, uh, and I mentioned it last week too. Um, so I feel that the, obviously I feel this way that the steps from return to the lazy dungeon master work, whether you're running a homebrew campaign or a published adventure, I know that I'm doing a lot more work running a homebrew campaign than I am for a published adventure. And I feel less confident about it because things aren't solid. So like my other adventure that I'm running is D Descent into Avernus, which has a lot of problems. However, I still feel like the concepts of that adventure are, are more solid in my head. I know where they need to get and I know where they need to go. And um, it works, you know, uh, uh, for me, filling in those blanks is not quite as hard. Um, for when I'm homebrewing, uh, when I'm homebrewing, I don't have that level of solidity. I don't know where they're going. I'm making it up week to week. So like, I think it still works and the games are fun and everyone's having a good time. And I don't think people think it's weaker. Uh, and I can tailor the adventures a lot more around the characters, which I think is a real big advantage. But it definitely is more work because like, I don't have a book to just reference. Luckily, I'm using Eberron and there's a lot going on in the Eberron book, right? I love this book. 
take back upstairs, you know? So I've got a lot that I can, that I can look at in that. Um, and it helps like having that D 100 chart of like weird, um, you know, weird, uh, uh, factions really helps. Um, but it's definitely more work. The steps still work, but you really have to do all of them. And, um, and, and there is that idea of like thinking one horizon out that like, sure, focusing on what they're going to do today and tomorrow is good. But like, I know they're going to have to go to Morgrave university eventually, and I better be ready for Morgrave university. On the other hand, like here I am at the cogs and like, I'm just making it up today, but I think like I got enough going on to, to really have it work out. So I think, I think we're all set anyway. That is today's show. I hope you guys had fun. Thank you all uh, for coming into the Discord chat and hanging out with me today. It's always a great pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I will be back again next week on Sunday for the next episode of this show. And I hope uh, you all are safe in these weird-ass times. And uh, I hope you get a chance to get out there and play some D&D. Have a great day.